a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Layton. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk radio points. Here fulfilling our vocation as theological hilarity. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Theotainment. <laughs> hey, introduce your introduce our special guest today. We have over here, uh, next sitting next to me, our summer vicar, Vicar Matthew Dulos Jucola. <laughs> Greetings. And now I totally understand why people need a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got jokes too, huh? <laughs> My name is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, and I approve that joke. <laughs> Everything a vicar does has to be approved by the pastor, so I'll be approving his uh, role in the show here. Matthew's from Colorado and uh, is uh, finished his first year of seminary, and uh, if he passes his summer vicarage, is this right? He'll be heading back for his second year at Fort Wayne. If he passes. Uh, I, I, should, I should be passing it because it won't be graded. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I think because, uh, in case people don't know, the, the summer vicarage is, is optional. I mean, you, you have to do field field work at the seminary anyway, and so you get to knock a few hours off of there. Um, but it's it's not like uh, you know you're you're waiting with bated breath to, to know if Pastor Wolfman is going to pass you or not. Right. Shh. Well, I thought it was supposed don't to be for my benefit, that. but it seems more like a summer uh, relaxation for him. He, uh, he has the name Doulos, which is the Greek word for slave. That's his uh, nickname here for the summer. So. Yeah, usually it, it's that uh, uh, you know, seminarians want to get a summer vicar so they can learn a little bit more about being a pastor. In this case, Professor Pless sent a vicar out to Hope Lutheran Church to keep an eye on Pastor Wolfmuller. <laughs> yeah, and this way, this by the way is great because I've done even less show prep. The vicar did the buzzword for me. <laughs> All right, well, let's Man. hear it then, Vicar. What's the buzzword? Uh, buzzword is vocation. Hey, 500 points for me. <laughs> Did you use it already? Yeah, that's, a, that's my open open line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you don't tell him the buzzword before we start the show. You told me after we started the show. <laughs> 500 points? That's ridiculous. Uh, okay, what, what is a vocation there, Vicar? Uh, vocation is where your, your status in life is. Uh, we were on a retreat, and I talked about the vocation of child. And uh, so that is where you are in life, where God has put you, and it shows the blessings you have in that vocation, but it also shows you the sin of uh, of that vocation as well. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, so do loss is a good vocation. That's the vocation of slave. I, by the way, uh, never understood the biblical injunction to not covet your neighbor's manservant and all the talk about manservants until I had a summer vicar. This is how, by the way, in, in 
in this newfound vocation as vicar's supervisor, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller sees his sin readily before him. Uh, vicar's supervisor, a.k.a. master. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. This is why I apologize uh, to Vicar at the very beginning, because i just sorry. <laughs> that you had to endure this. Good grief. The the people uh, of the congregation said, is it helpful to have Vicar around? I said, oh, yeah, it's helpful. And it's fun. <laughs> get out all my angst on someone else, aside from you guys. Okay, my Anyhow. theological buzzword for you is death. Um, death, by the way, uh, this is how we, we define it, that death is the separation between the body and the soul. You will find, I mean, that, that, that's how we talk about it in the church, but nowhere else in the world other than the Christian church will you hear uh, the, that definition of death. Because usually uh, death is defined as the end, you know, um, the end of life. Uh, but no, 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 that's not how it is. Uh, in, the, in the Christian church, uh, death is a separation between the body and the soul. So the body goes in the ground and the soul uh, for the Christian is, is, is with Jesus. And then upon the resurrection of the dead, uh, we have this uh, reuniting of body and soul. And then we have the judgment. And uh, and for, for those who, who have faith in Christ, um, uh, they are ushered into the uh, uh, to the heavenly glory. We see that the throne. We see uh, the 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 Lamb who was slain sitting on the throne. What a beautiful picture from Revelation seven too. Uh, they see the uh, uh, those coming in from the, the great tribulation. They've been clothed in in uh, robes. They've been made white in the blood of the Lamb. Such a beautiful passage. Uh, so death is is your theological buzzword. Got it. Blessed. We had this yesterday in Bible class. Blessed are those who die in the Lord. From henceforth, uh, that's beautiful. Revelation 14, that is. Whew. Are you reading that from a book, by the way? No, I, that was off the cuff. I'm, I'm. You did, you know. I'm, you know, putting on my big boy pants today. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell that, that what the vicar means. You could show him how to do that some other day. <laughs> <laughs> I got some emails. All e- right. E- e- email. Uh, this one, how about this for an awesome email? Dear pastors and vicar, I added that part. How could he know? I love listening to your show. It's hilarity and lighthearted mediocrity brighten my day and make me feel a little less alone out here in the jungles of Indonesia. Did you hear that? Whoa. Whoa. Over here in almost all forms of print, the word God is translated as Allah. Pick up any Bible printed in Bahasha, Indonesia, and God will be replaced with Allah, Jesus, with Isa. I recently was speaking with one of my friends who says he prays to Allah, Allah who sent his son Isa to die for our sins on the cross and rose again three days later, who now sits at the right hand of Allah. I don't see Paul trying to contextualize the message of Christianity to the Romans by telling him to think of God as the Father as Zeus, but as Zeus with different attributes. In a country where millions are only exposed to the names Allah and Isa, is there salvation? Acts 4, uh, verse 12. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Your show and others on PCR, that's Pirate Christian Radio, are, are all I have in this dark country. Brandon, that all right. is an awesome email. That's a good question. Now, I think um, that we need to... Whoa, teach... whoa, whoa. Everyone, did you hear that? Okay. Is that a first? Ah, ha, ha. I okay. think he says... The view, sir. Oh, ah, that does not a... count, Vicar. you got to wait till the break. <laughs> Otherwise, he knows you're using the buzzword. <laughs> I will give I you strategy 20, 25 points, Vicar, for that use. <laughs> 25, all his points, by the way, go to me. So that's 25 for me. <laughs> the, the summer vicarage might be the death of me. <laughs> would you? <laughs> would, are you going to approve that message? 
I am Pastor Wolfmuller. Okay. And I approve that. <laughs> All right. The, here, though, we have to we have to deal um, with the email. It, the uh, distinction between a translation and as he offers this uh, conception or trying to c- contextualize. Um, so you're right. Um, Paul never tried to offer um, an alternative view of God in saying, talking about Zeus or something like this uh, to the Romans. However, uh, Zeus is not the Greek translation of God. <laughs> and so uh, when you get to, to Aramaic, the word for God in Aramaic is Allah, um, and also the, the you know the word for Jesus, which was what again I, I already forgot. Isa, Isa. So uh, Christians who believe Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who have faith, who confess the Christian faith in Aramaic, say Allah and Isha. Um, so that that does not preclude um, that that they are rightly confessing God. So I think that, I think this is okay. Now there is a good now, question now, hold, though. Is it, it's Arabic, right? Not Aramaic. Oh, sorry. Aramaic sorry. would be the Arabic. Hebrew derivative. Arabic. Arabic would be the language. Arabic. Yeah. Thank you. Nice correction. Okay. Yep, yep, no uh, however, there is something interesting about um, you inserting these words when you're already using English. <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, we're not walking around saying. Uh, Yo, know, I uh, pray to Theos, and uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know why why we have to. Ins- so, I mean, I think if you're speaking in English, go ahead and use the English words. But that's just my my two. Yeah, it, the, one of the things that we always get goofed up on is that there are names for God, and then there's titles for God. So, the word God is not uh, the the ancient Greeks considered Zeus to be God or Poseidon to be God, and the um, uh, the Hebrews uh, called Yahweh the God, uh, Jesus God, so that the word God is a title that's given. I mean, there, money can be a God. You can have all sorts of other idols. Baal was a false God, etc. So the word God is a is a flexible word, uh, and um, uh, the, the, it's the name that we're particularly interested in. Now, the the thing that's tricky with Allah is that it it is both a title and a name. In other words. It, it brings with it the characteristics of a name as well as uh, of, a, of just a title. So we have to be, I think, very, very careful, very, very careful when using Allah and Isa because uh, the, the, um, the Muslims have a doctrine of God and his simplicity and a doctrine of Christ, which is that he's a prophet and not of the same nature of God. So that when we use those words, we want to we make especially clear that we are not saying them and using them in the same sense that the Quran would teach us to confess and use them. Right, but that—I that, mean—that's made pretty clear when you say something like Esau was born of a Virgin Mary. <laughs> well, no, because the 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 Muslims uh, okay, believe son of that, God, son of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The son of God is in because the, it's an odd thing, isn't it, that the Muslims have a better idea of the nativity of Jesus than the liberal Christians? <laughs> <laughs> they believe Oops. that he was born of a virgin, right? Oops. But uh, but not that he's God's son, or that he's God in the flesh, or that he was crucified. So yeah, that's exactly right. All right, I got a quick email here. Uh, this one from um, let's see, uh, David in uh, in uh, Sealy, Texas. Uh, I think we, we've heard from David before. He says, my wife, three kids, and I recently turned from a 2,700-mile road trip that included oh. visits to eastern Iowa to see my grand grandma and west Texas to see my my wife's grandma. We listened to nothing but Table Talk radio pa- podcast the entire trip. I can't believe that. <laughs> it says, we discovered Table Talk radio earlier this year. So we're still I thought he was going to say, we discovered purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this year, and we're still trying to catch up. Uh, in case anyone's wondering how many episodes of Table Talk Radio can be listened to in a 2,700-mile road trip, the answer is roughly 40. I That's know, crazy. 
crazy. <laughs> he says, I know that y'all joke around about being mediocre radio program. Do we do that? I, ne- I no, never knew we were joking. Joke. <laughs> totally but you must know that my wife and I learn so much from your program and look forward to your new episodes as they come out each week or every other week. As um, That was my addition right there. <laughs> Thanks for the clarity. We don't want any factual errors to stick in here. <laughs> All right. Thank you, David, for that. And, uh, and, and happy that uh, uh, so- something could keep you awake on that long road trip. Yeah, that's just crazy. 40 hours. I mean... Can imagine. Forty minutes is bad enough. Yeah. All right. After this commercial break, we're going to be playing Ten Commandments in the News, and then after that, we're going to be playing Bible Bee Vicar style. I don't know what oh, Vicar yeah. style. I mean, Vicar style. That means that I, the Vicar's going to beat me in it, like you let everybody else beat me. That's I how that I would never. You know, this is just <laughs> this is just an objective game. The the best man wins. Is, is I have to approve is. his messages. <laughs> his answers. All right. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Uh, check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Also, our app on the Play Store from Google. For those times when you just want to be alone, this is Table Talk Radio. Ten Commandments, because God loves us. Ten Commandments, and here they are. What? Don't fool yourself, there's only one God. Ten Commandments, because God loves us. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right, it's time for Ten Commandments in the news. Now, I have a couple of options for you. I don't know who I'm playing with over there, but... um, I have I have two options. I have uh, an article headlines Mitt Romney, a privately devout Mormon, worships with family on vacation in New Hampshire. Uh, or an article that says can spanking cause mental illness? Uh, That'd be one for you, Pastor Wolf. Yeah. Why don't we do both of those? Then I don't have to look <laughs> one up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll have to see. I would like to get sent us to the vicar, but since uh, since you're the married uh, uh, of, of of the guests in in Colorado, there you're you're the uh, you're the married expert. So it I says, actually am a, a host, by the way, not a guest. Uh, I don't that, know if you that, notice that. That's still up for debate. <laughs> okay, it says parents often ask me whether spanking is really so bad. After all, they were spanked as kids and they turned out fine. Plus, it's the only thing that will get their child to listen. They say. Much, much research has focused on the effects that severe child abuse can have on a person's mental well-being. But in no, new- wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you notice what that article did? It went from no, wait, spanking wait. to I, severe child abuse. I had the same reaction, but, but the next sentence is, but a new study published in the July issue of the journal Pediatrics takes a look at the possible link between mental health disorders and harsh physical punishment in the absence of abuse. So it's a, it's a contrast. There's a lot of studies that talk about abuse, but r- rare that that one talks about spanking. Okay. Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. says these findings may persuade parents not to spank at all. Researchers from Canada have found that physical punishment, such as slapping, hitting, pushing, and shoving, <laughs> uh, even without child neglect or physical, sexual, or emotional abuse was linked to mood disorders, anxiety disorders, substance abuse, and personality disorders. 
While it may be true that many of today's parents were spanked as children and are now well-adjusted, previous studies have also shown that those who are spanked are at a higher risk to be depressed, use alcohol, hit their spouse or own children, and engage in violent or criminal behavior. Why would you emphasize the hit the spouse thing so much? Um... Mostly we'll get a couch m- and talk about that later. Mostly because I'm in favor of the use of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Canadian you're, Pediatric you're, Society. You pause and realize what you just said. <laughs> well, it, doesn't, oh, it, doesn't say, Lutheran. it doesn't say the abuse of alcohol. It just says the use of alcohol. Oh, use. Okay. Go right ahead. I don't care. I mean, maybe I better start spanking. <laughs> hey, if you need me to spank your kids, let me know. <laughs> <After all. laughs> You're offering Vic- those services? Vicar, Vicar. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do some discipline, some corporal punishment, please, <laughs> for me? And then shine my and shoes. Then, and then go have a beer. <laughs> I'll, I'll shine the shoes and have the beer, but I won't do the first. No oh, man. Vicar's busy, by the way, polishing my 25 points. Over there. <laughs> All right. Uh, the American Academy of <laughs> Pedi- Pediatrics and the Canadian Pediatric <laughs> Society discourage spanking and other forms of physical punishment. It is unlawful in 32 countries, not including the United States or Canada, for parents and other caregivers to use physical punishment against children. The new study's lead author um, said that she believes that physical punishment should not be used on children of any age and that positive parenting strategies should instead be encouraged. All right, what say you? Well, um, so give me give me the lowdown now, so because I wasn't exactly paying attention. Well, I happen give to, me the I happen to be reading this from CNN Health, and the thing I like about CNN is they had on the left side have these story highlights. So if you don't want to read the thing, you can just read. Oh it yeah, forward. here it is. I found it. Okay, <laughs> study looking link between mental health disorders and physical punishment. Other studies have shown that spanking may bring higher risk of depression. Uh, discourages spanking and other forms of physical punishment. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, that there is always, there is always a relationship between the fourth commandment and all of the other commandments. So this is set, certainly a fourth commandment sort of thing and a fifth commandment sort of thing. So, uh, because if, if it becomes, if punishment becomes violent or angry, then it goes from being disciplined to being violence and anger. And what the Lord would have for our homes is that there would be peaceful places. But sometimes it is necessary to get children's attention, and uh, every pa- parent knows that the, each child is quite different. So there is, uh, I think I have four children. Uh, let me count. Yeah, four children. And uh, each of them uh, it, it responds completely different to different kinds of discipline and punishment. You so, didn't accidentally count the vicar there, did you? No. You have four? No. Okay, so five. He does count as one of the youth of the church. <laughs> now, the uh, some children respond very well to simply sternness. Others, you need a little bit more um, kind of gusto to get their attention. But what we don't want to do, we certainly don't want to hurt our children. We, we don't want our... Um, uh, uh, the home to be a place of violence and anger. So any sort of discipline and this sort of thing, uh, you know, m- must not reach over that line. And if and if someone, for example, has a temper, uh, if a, if a mother or father has a temper or a short fuse or something like this, then I think it's probably good advice to just say, hey, look, we're not gonna, 
we're not going to use um, uh, a physical uh, punishment here because it can too easily go over to anger. Now, the other side, too, is, I mean, it's just as dangerous to have violence in the house as it is to have chaos in the house, you know. So you uh, you don't have any discipline at all. And then that that's also damaging to children as well. So... Um, so, so you can err on both sides. That's why one, you know, with the vocation of parent, which is my buzzword apparently, uh, you you have sin on both sides. You can have the sin of neglect or the sin of abuse sitting there, and and you got to walk straight down the middle on that stuff. Now, um, you were you you caught that little jump there that actually wasn't making a jump, but you know, going from from uh, you know spanking to severe child abuse. Um, but the other one that uh, they they the little jump it is they went they're talking about spanking or at least the headline talks about spanking and then it talks about the research and it says uh physical punishment such as slapping hitting pushing or shoving now in my mind slapping hitting pushing and shoving are completely different than spanking <laughs> right. right but I'll, I'll refer to your expertise on that well no that's 100 percent right so okay. if isaac does something uh out of place it's yeah isaac come over here for a spanking Mm-hmm. <laughs> he trots over. <laughs> you know, you know. And if, uh, if Vicar does something out of place, come over here. <laughs> that's right. I should have a paddle around here somewhere. You know, one of those old school paddles that had the holes drilled in it so you didn't slow you down by drag. You know? You should give so, me a dunce camp, too. So, so, he's, so he's teaching Bible class, and he says something like, uh, you know, God elects some for heaven and some for hell. Get over here. Get <laughs> wow. the paddle and come right over here. <laughs> that's right. The Calvinist teaching paddle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Ten Commandments. Uh, fourth Commandment, Fifth Commandment. That's what's going on here. Fourth Commandment, uh, parents disciplining children. Fifth Commandment, uh, violence and not using violence. I, does Vicar, you got another one? Uh, no, but I am Vicar Jacola and I approve Pastor's message. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Good. Right, what, did I say everything right? I'm not sure now. So I'm all off. Well, he can't. He can't not approve it. So <laughs> I'm Pastor Wolfmuller, and I approve Vickers' approving of my. <laughs> all right, this next one. Are you sure you don't have your own? Uh, no, I have this one up. I have this one. Chief Justice Roberts, a more nuanced view after healthcare ruling. I, d- I need to read this stuff though, because I was out of the. I was out of touch for so long. I don't even know what happened. This has got to be a big deal. Oh, yeah, you didn't hear? Yeah, the Supreme Court. No, we were up in the sticks. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Supreme Court um, approved Obamacare. And um, probably the big thing that came out of the reasoning for the judgment was um, that, uh, you know, because the argument, the reason it was unconstitutional was that you can't require uh, a citizen to purchase something that they just don't want, right? Um, and, And the response that came out was, well, they can require you. They can tax you, and this is this is just a tax. Oh man! So now the big what discussion is: what's the difference between a tax and a punishment? <laughs> None. So you you will be you will be taxed if you don't do what we want you to do. <laughs> oh, but it's brother. not a punishment; it's a tax. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I can read this this uh, Mitt Romney one. It's kind of boring, but um, here's another one: Obama's ex-girlfriend, what her diaries reveal. Have you read that? No. Okay, do that one. That sounds juicy. Um, As a recent college grad in New York, Barack Obama fell in love with a young white woman named Genevieve Cook. Passages from her diary appear in a new biography of the president. What's it say? 
It could be anyone's worst nightmare. The diary of an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend suddenly comes to light in a very public way, available for the world to read. But for President Obama, whose ex-flame Genevieve Cook comes to life via her private writings and a new biography of the president, the window into young Mr. Obama may be a plus. Obama already had a cool image that Romney campaign is trying to counter. Miss Cook's thoughts from the mid-80s when she and the future president were in a relationship may only add to that mystique. In her journals, she describes a thoughtful young man, at times emotionally distant, trying to sort through his ra- racial identity and chart an ambitious future. Hmm. You see, that this is why I think it's good to remain single, so that when you go for political <laughs> office, you don't have any you know, skeletons in the closet they can dig up. You know, that's been the downfall. I mean, look at, you know, Herman Cain had all these things in the in the past. And then, um, let's see, oh, yeah, Samson, um, Adam, um, who else? Uh, <laughs> I'm not even listening to you because I'm reading this article. She paints a picture full of images and synths that may shout TMI, too much information. But given the buzz around the book, it's clear the public is interested. Here's an example. I'll give it to you after the break. All right. I already know what commandments are, are cooking here. Um, <laughs> all right. So after this break, we'll finish up Tink Man's the News, and then we'll play uh, Bible B, Pastor versus Vicar. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this commercial break. I'm Pastor Wolfmuller, and I approve my Table Talk Radio. You're laughing too, right? Back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, Pastor Wolfmuller was reading this article uh, for Team Man's the News, but we're going to transfer over to the vicar because uh, Pastor Wolfmuller is stuffing his face. No, I got it. I'm covered. Okay. I'll take another bite. I, a I bit. hear you're not even sharing breakfast with your vicar. No way, man. <laughs> Surprised he didn't bring this to me. Surprised he didn't offer to take this Danish and go warm it up in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's early enough in this whole thing where he actually eats before he goes to church. <laughs> what is this? Uh, what? <laughs> true. What is this thing where um, uh, the text that Jesus tells in Luke and and uh, and uh, it's you, you the servant and the master out working in the field, and then they come in and does the servant sit down and eat with the master? No, he goes and gets him his food, and he and does he get commended? No, he says simply, "I've only done what I should have done." This is going to be your last vicar, just so you know. <laughs> There's no way you're getting another one. Gonna go I told back. everyone around here, oh, you'd be great at, at having a big No, <laughs> no, exactly uh, the opposite. All right. Well, so what was this article about? I open the door, quote, that Barack keeps closed to his room and enter into a warm private space pervaded by a mixture of smells that so strongly speak of his presence. Oh, wow. His liveliness, his habits, running sweat, <laughs> brute sweat, spray deodorant, smoking, eating raisins, sleeping. Breathing. I didn't know the president breathed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not, yeah, especially without a teleprompter. I mean, usually it says breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Whoop. 
Okay. Uh, okay. So I, I think that we have uh, some six, six commandment stuff going on. I mean, that that's the, that's what sells the book, right? Oh, I want to hear about this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so six mm-hmm. commandment. Um, oh, I forgot what else I, what I was gonna say. Uh, see, writing. I mean, whenever you're talking about president, you're also talking about fourth commandment. So we can talk about fourth commandment there. Um, mm-hmm, we should mm-hmm. uh, uh, love and honor our other authorities. Um, fifth commandment, sixth commandment. There, there. Oh, I know what it was. It was going to be uh, this uh, kind of an eighth commandment issue, but also a seventh commandment issue. And and where I'm going with that is that whenever someone kind of makes it big, someone's you know president or a celebrity, there's some you know sort of fringe acquaintance that tries to profit off of off of their fame. You know. So here's the mm-hmm. example. Oh, I, I used to date uh, Barack Obama, so I'm going to write a book. So now she is trying to get some fame, Eighth Commandment, and some uh, and some fortune, Seventh Commandment, uh, through publishing this book. True. What do you, what do you think of that? Yeah. Vicar, do you, appro- do you approve that message? Wouldn't 9 and 10 also be in there for coveting? Oh, yeah. Good. Nice save, Vicar. I'm Pastor Wolfmuller, and I approve his save. <laughs> Okay, so that's Ten Commandments in the news. Now, let's play some Bible B. Now, how this works. Do you know how this works, uh, Vicar? Uh, partially. Okay, so uh, we have uh, three rounds in Bible B. In the first round, you get uh, three verses to consider, and it's worth 100 points. Round two, you have one verse worth 200 points. And round three, worth 300 points, you get one word. And uh, what you have to do with these verses or words is uh, determine what book of the Bible they come from. So easy enough. And then we also, uh, so that there's uh, a reason for playing this game, we like to comment on it, maybe talk about this verse in terms of law and gospel. Easy enough? I hope so. Okay, well, we'll do round one with Pastor Wolfmuller just to just show you how it's done. Are you ready, Pastor Wolfmuller? Uh, sort of. I'm checking Facebook here. Okay, no problem. Three verses. They ravished the women in Zion, the virgins in the cities of Judah. Princes were hung by their hands. Elders were not respected. Young men worked at the grinding mill, and youths stumbled under loads of wood. Oh, that doesn't sound very pretty. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this sounds an awful lot like one of these passages of um, of punishment, although it's in uh, you know this kind of prophetic warning stuff. So I'm going to guess Old Testament now. The tricky thing is it's it's written in kind of a past tense, like a historical narrative, like this sort of thing happened. Um, it's, so it's not saying this will happen, but this did happen. So that would be one of the later prophets, I think. But the, the, So that maybe what would come later would be something like, but the Lord rescued them. So as the prophets are looking back on this stuff, I, I'm going to guess... Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Malachi. Mm, sorry, that is incorrect. Uh, does the vicar want to take a, a shot at it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, what? You, what? you were looking for the Book of Lamentations. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, had to, I was thinking Jeremiah a little bit. Uh, this is uh, chapter five in the prayer for mercy. Remember, O Lord, what has befallen on us, and then he goes through all the terrible things. And then you're right, though it c- comes back and says, "But thou, O Lord, dost rule forever; thy throne is from generation to generation." 
Thou mm-hmm. dost, uh, uh, why dost thou forget us forever? Uh, so, I mean, in good, you know, lamentation form, uh, you have it right there. Mm-hmm. So, zero mm-hmm. points for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Law or gospel? Uh, law. Yeesh, law. There's a lot of law in there. All right, fair enough. Vicar, you ready for round one? Yes. All right, here, here is your entry. For that which I am doing, I do not understand. For that, uh, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not wish to do, I agree with the law, confessing that it is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which indwells me. For I know that nothing good indwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the wishing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. Oh, great. Um, well, I know it's not the Old Testament. I know it's the New Testament. And I know a certain apostle named Paul wrote it. But to say which epistle he wrote uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <That's the problem. laughs> this is the only hope that Pastor Will... He was sweating bullets after that first round. Oh, the vicar's going to beat me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I, I do have the vicar on my side, so... I, I'm going to say... Oh, great. First Corinthians? Ooh, you, I'll guess, I'll guess. Oh, do, no. do you approve that message, Pastor? Uh, I am Pastor Wolfmuller, and I do not approve that answer. Oh, well, then that's not my final answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a good thing, a good thing we have a pastor on your side. Okay, do you want to guess? Uh, what, what's your guess, then, then Vicar? Uh... Uh, I would guess a book starting with the letter R. <laughs> Roman? Yeah. Oh. That is correct. 200 I, points I am for Vicar. And I approve that guess. <laughs> 200 points. All right. Yeah, this is this is uh, uh, Romans 7. This is where Paul uh, has this great uh, conflict of two natures, you know? And so he's trying to say the good that I want to, that's the thing that I'm, uh, I'm not doing. But that what I shouldn't do, that's the thing that I do. Um. This, this is the Simul Usus Epicata, right? We, we didn't get to that email. We'll probably, probably well on a future show. Um, but this is where Paul uh, points it out. Now, Vicar, the, the tough question before you then is law and or gospel. Can you read it to me one more time? You betcha. It says, uh, for that which I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not wish to do, I agree with the law, confessing that it is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which indwells me. For I am, uh, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the wishing is present in me, but the doing of good is not. That's the law. That's the hammer of God. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll give him a few, few points for getting that. No, we'll get another 25 points. So now, uh, Vicar, you at 250 points. Pastor Wolfmuller, zero. I get his points, though, you'll remember. So that brings <laughs> me to a total of 275. All right. Let me check the clock here. Oh, we better get a break. Huh? Is that right? Sounds, sounds good to me. Okay. We'll hit a commercial break, and then we'll have rounds two and three of Bible B right after this. Your brain like water and I'm up and do the Bible book, 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 Bible book,
The low budget alternative to staring at the wall. This is Table Talk Radio. Genesis, Exodus, the fate kiss, number Deuteronomy. Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Welcome back Samuel, to Table Talk Radio. Time for, in this last segment, the last two rounds of Bible B. Another look at the score. Uh, Pastor Wolfmuller has uh, 250 imputed points, uh, but zero... No, 275. Zero infused points. <laughs> Pointa infusa. <laughs> uh, all right, and Vicar, you have you have. Does he have two seventy five two then also? No, he doesn't have any. Oh, oh, so you're all his points go directly to me, <laughs> just like anything good that he preaches. I approve that sermon. <laughs> oh man. Okay, well then it's time for round two. Are you ready for your one verse, Pastor Wolfmuller? Yes. Okay. Uh, then one said, "Please be willing to go to to go with your servants." And he answered, what? "I shall go." Please be willing to go with your servants. I shall go. Then wait, say, read that one thing again here. Then one said, "Please be willing to go with your servants." Then he and then he er, and he answered, "I shall go." Hmm. Be willing to go with your servants. I shall go. That sounds an awful lot like Naaman after uh, Elijah tells him to go and wash in the in the river Jordan, and he doesn't want to, and then and then his servants who are with him are compelling him to go with him. That's the only thing I know to guess. And that would probably be um, that's in first or second Kings. Uh, for, uh, for first Kings. Oh <laughs> no! I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Um, that that is the right account, though. <laughs> Where is it? Second Kings. Second Kings. <laughs> oh man, you nailed it, though, man. Woo! I thought this is so obscure; he'll never know where it's from. And you got the story, but couldn't remember what book of the Bible it's in. Jeez. Well, take it easy. I'm impressed. Rubbing it in. Woo! All right, Vicar, do you want to, do you want to take a guess then? Oh yes, <laughs> Second Kings. I'm Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, and I approve that answer. All right, law and or gospel. Um, this is oh, it's interesting. It's got to be a uh, it's kind of a law towards the gospel thing. In other words, they're saying, hey, um, uh, go do this, and you'll be healed. And his pride is standing in the way, and they're saying, no, 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 come with us. It's like a friend saying, oh, come to church. You know, this forgiveness of sins, you, you don't think you need, uh, it's here. So, uh, it, come with us to the gospel kind of thing. That's what's going on there. So, Okay. All right. Uh, Vic, are you ready for your round two? Yes. Okay. I just need to turn to it. <laughs> see, where is Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Sure>. All right. <laughs> here is your one verse. Uh, and corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'd like to first start off with uh, Bible B is going to be the death of me. <laughs> uh, you've already said that. 
Well, can I use it as many times as I want? No. Oh. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> bonus points. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard uh, your kids, uh, uh, like Hannah and Daniel, beat the vicar at Bible B. Is that right? Well, Hannah did. Oh, Hannah. She she's she's a smart cookie. Might want to watch. Tears out. it up. I know. It. It's these epistles that are killing me. Give me something from the Old Testament. So I might be able to <laughs> do better. Um. And corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I can't tell you. Sure you can. You already have a... Well, I guess if you get points, I get it. So it sounds an awful lot like Peter talking about baptism in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. But that's just a guess. I'm going to take 1 Peter. Uh, I approve. That is correct. So 200 more points for Vicar. I'll now, would that be to my account? Would that be law? seventy-five. Law and or gospel? I'd say that's gospel. Why? <laughs> Why? What are you? What are you talking about, Willis? Gospel? Well, because <laughs> through baptism we have get, we are given the name of name of God, and uh, all of our sins, all, all of our iniquities, are washed away. And you would you like to read that verse for me one more time so I can do it a little better? You betcha. Uh, and corresponding to that, baptism now saves you not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, well, it says right there that uh, the baptism uh, is important because of what Christ has done for us. Uh, if it wasn't for Christ and his death on the cross and his resurrection, baptism wouldn't mean a thing. It would just be literally washing dirt from us. But because of what Christ has done, he has fixed our relationship with God the Father and uh, we, we are now heirs to the kingdom of God. Very good. Yeah, this is one of, these are one of those um, verses that's good to, to have in your back pocket for when someone comes up to you and says, how can you say baptism saves? That's works righteousness. First uh, Peter chapter 3 says baptism now saves you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's great. Have you ever run into that, uh, Pastor Wolfman? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's and same sort of thing, to, with the same with John 20. How can you say you're forgiving sins? Well, because Jesus says whoever sins you forgive, you're forgiven. I mean, it's not like these are really complicated texts. <laughs> he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Baptism has something to do with salvation. Hmm. I mean, it's like the evangelicals want the text to say, he who believes and, it, and doesn't have anything to do with baptism shall be saved. Well, that's just too bad. It's not what the text says. <laughs> He who Baptism believes, now saves you. He who believes and asks Jesus into his heart shall be saved. That's that's the, by the way, um, you know, when you don't have the sacraments, you have to replace them with something else. Because, yes. by the way, the sacraments are how we know that that forgiveness is applied to us. Right. Uh, so if you take those away, you always replace with someone else. Sometimes it's replaced with emotion. Sometimes it's, so it's replaced with the ladders, the, the, our, our which ladder game, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's I either that. replaced with uh your emotions, or you replace it with um, your your will, uh, or maybe even in some sort of intellectual uh, thing. Uh, right. So you got to be careful. You got you always want to keep the sac- sacraments. Those are those are good things. Okay, you have a one word clue now, Pastor Wolfmuller. I'm ready, man. I'm going to tear it up. Okay, this word. I already have. A, I already have. By the way, 475 points to your 500 to Vickers. None. He's not even on the scoreboard. <laughs> I'm not too worried. <laughs> okay, your one-word clue, and it appear it has to be in the singular form, not the plural. <laughs> appears one one in one book of the Bible, and the word is game. Game. Yep. Game. Yep. 
Can I ask you to use it in a sentence? Is it like, I want to play Scrabble because I love to to game, or is it, mmm, I'm hungry, so cook me up some game, Esau, or whatever. <laughs> the, the latter. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say Genesis. For that very story, for... Uh, Jacob and Esau, when he cooked uh, their father Isaac some, uh, so he, he went hunting and cooked him some game. No, let's change it. Let's say make it the plural and make it make it the <laughs> former definition. I love to play table talk radio games. Yeah, where would that be in the that's Bible? Genesis, baby. <laughs> okay, uh, that's true. Uh, you have <laughs> you have it several places. Now Isaac loved Esau because he had yeah! a taste baby! for game. One word clue, I got it. Now you never thought I would get it, did now, you? Uh, now, never in my whole life have I ever gotten a one word Bible B clue until now somewhere, this, very, this magic moment. <laughs> Please. So secret daddy I don't know the rest of the words to the song. Somewhere Da-da-da. somewhere in the Bible, uh the word games is used in the sense of a, a, a game. Can you think of that one? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and that is the, uh, it's got to be like Olympics uh, or something like that. Games, games, competing in games. <gasps> Paul, 2 <Second> Corinthians. <laughs> no, 1 <first> Corinthians. Oh, <laughs> Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Yeah, that's the one. That's the text. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll give you five or no three hundred points for for Sweet. at least getting Genesis, but you lose three hundred points for getting First Corinthians wrong. <laughs> so it's a wash. <laughs> oh brother! All right, That's law, fine. law, and or gospel. Um, well, there's some law in there because they remember they're stealing. Uh, 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 th- this is um. With the Jacob and Esau and stealing the blessing, but but the problem is Esau, God had given the blessing to Jacob and then Esau had taken it for himself. I mean both the birthright and and the reason why this whole story is so significant, is because the blessing of Isaac, uh, is coming along with the promise of the gospel. In your seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. In other words, it's Genesis three fifteen working its way through the whole book of Genesis to eventually the whole book of, the whole Old Testament till it gets to the birth of Jesus. So again, it's probably a narrative history, uh, but it's in service to the gospel, the promise of the forgiveness of sins. All right, we have a one-word clue for Vicar. Your one word is magi. (laughs) I am going to go with Matthew on that one. Even though it's not in the uh, Old Testament, you still want to go with Matthew? Yes. All right, Matthew it is, so 300 points uh, for Vicar. Now, you have to think of a context for which you can say law and or gospel. Oh, it's... Jeez. Yes, these historical narratives are a little bit tough. Well, I want to say direct... The the, the brightest one, or the, the, the most obvious, is gospel. Uh, it's during the Nativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Magi come and see Jesus. They see the star and they come. Um, but we also have a... I don't know a weird, almost a weird law thing when when they see Herod, mm. and Herod uh, kills all the babies, all the the, the night of the innocence. Uh, so we have a weird, a weird contradictory story kind of thing happening there. Is that we have the birth of our Savior, yet because of the sinfulness of, of Herod, and his fear of being usurped from the throne, he kills all the innocents of Bethlehem. I think that's pretty good. All right, you got a good vicar there. Uh, yeah. Sorry about your summer vicars there. <laughs> Hope Lutheran Church under Pastor Wolfmuller.
Hey, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Don't forget to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org, and download the Table Talk Radio app from the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. This summer, Vicar's going to be the death of me. <laughs> I am Vicar Chicola, and I have been listening that to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> the views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.